Utah relies on Amanda for breaking news all week long. Utah's morning news, 5 till 9, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for sharing part of your Sunday here with me on KSL News Radio. I have three amazing women with me, and especially this week of all weeks when they're so busy. Natalie Gochner is here. She is the Associate Dean of the David Eccles School of Business at the University of Utah. Dr. Susan Madsen is here, Professor of Leadership and Ethics at Utah Valley University and the Director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. And Lisa Walker is my guest, Certified athletic trainer and teacher at Springville High School and a board member at the, at the Utah Athletic Trainers Association. And I know you all work in education and you all work with graduates. And so I would like to impose on you, and I bet you give this advice on a regular basis, uh, basis to young people, but would you share with this uh, audience your advice, Susan, to the class of 2019? Well, thank you. And you, this won't surprise me, surprise you. Uh, that for people graduating from high school specifically, we've got another, you know, college graduates as well. Continue your education. <laughs> That's always what I say. You know, go straight from high school. Don't take a big break, you know, maybe this summer, but go straight to college in the fall. If you're going to serve in the military or a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or whatever, go do that, but come back and hop in school, you know, start Saving money, figuring out how you're going to do it, but go to college. What do you say, uh, Natalie? Oh, so I am, I'm giving a commencement speech this year. Are so you really? At Snow College, President really? Carlston invited me down. I'll be there oh, Saturday. Those, those lucky graduates. Oh, you're sweet. But I have, so I've been thinking about this. I don't have it done yet, uh, but I've been thinking about it. And, you know, graduation speeches are kind of an art form. But just real quickly, I think where I'm going, I haven't finished this yet, but I'm going to tell a story about two men in the Ozarks, and there's a hound outside a general store, and he's howling. And the gentleman says, you know, why is the dog howling? And the gentleman says, because he's sitting on a thistle. And so the gentleman says, well, why doesn't he move off the thistle? And then the gentleman responds, because he prefers to howl more. So this, this, I'm thinking to open with that story. I and love so it. Then That's I'm, great. Then I want to ask the graduates, what's your thistle? You know, there's lots of thistles in life. And y- as you move forward, you're going to have some brokenness, some hardship. You know, it's not easy. And I just want to help give them the courage, and I'll think of the better advice to say, get off your thistles, move past them. Brilliant, brilliant. What, what do you say, Lisa? Um, I tell the kids on a regular basis, um, there's no substitute for hard work. And somewhere it's gone by the wayside, and that they need to learn how to um, manage their time wisely, uh, work hard, um, be accountable, be accountable to the good things that happen to you, and be accountable to uh, those disappointments. Mm. Um, I also, probably no surprise to anybody, stress to them, you can't work hard, you can't stay sharp, and you can't do these things if you don't look out for your health. And it's time for you to look out for your health, like you're an adult now. Um, You need to eat right. Uh, There's no substitute for getting the right amount of sleep. So you need to eat right, you need to sleep right, and you need to work hard. And choose your peers wisely. Because you will go down the path that your peers go down. So look at your friends, and if that's where you want to be, then stay with them. Otherwise, go and seek out those that are more like you want to wind up. Because that, that's where you're going to head, mm. is where they're at. But you got to take care of yourself, and you got to work hard. May I ask one quick follow-up question to this advice question? Is there anything that comes to mind, Lisa, when I say, what do you wish you had known when you were graduating that you know now? Wow, that's a tough question. Um, 
I think I wish I would have um, maybe been a little bit more um, open and understanding. Um, I, I know a lot more now than I did then, but part of me says, um, I don't know what's going on personally in everybody's life, but there's a reason why they're acting how they're acting. So maybe cut a little bit of slack until you get to the bottom of it and know that everyone's entitled to a bad time. Beautiful. What, what, what about you, Natalie? What do you wish you had known? Uh, you know, this was a little bit maybe emotional, personal, but I, w- I wish I would have known how much I appreciated my parents. You know, so mine have both passed at this point, but but uh, they, uh, they're they really important in your life, and they did a lot for you, and maybe making a little bit more space for them. That, uh, that speaks to me. My parents have both passed, too. And well. do you know, my parents, mm-hmm. uh, they helped me with my college. They paid for my tuition. And uh, that was a, it wasn't easy for them. But they made this commitment that we would help you with your tuition. I, I worked to pay for my room and board and so on. But they taught me, which now I have found a way to help my kids with this commitment of I will help you with your tuition in school. And it's just something we do to help our, our children. But I learned that from their commitment mm-hmm. to educate. That is beautiful. What do you wish you'd known, Susan? I do a lot of work uh, through the years on reflection. And I wish I would have known the importance of reflection. So uh, when you look at the research, learning doesn't actually come from just the experiences. It actually comes from analyzing your experiences, thinking about them, understanding. So the learn two people can have the same situation, and one can come out and actually have used that for good and learn from that, and another one can shun all of the learning experiences. So even I speak a, a lot about motherhood, and, and actually I just submitted a, an editorial on motherhood and leadership and the connection from my research to the Deseret News. So <laughs> hopefully that'll come out in the next week. But really, um, even, I mean, motherhood, if you reflect on things, you can learn so many lessons from leadership. But you can get through life and really not learn from things. Mm. But it takes reflection. It takes wrestling with the experience of what it means in your life. There's an issue I think that all women wrestle with. I'm going to change topics before we have to break, and that is I saw this podcast that was on your email that you sent out, Susan, about cosmetic surgery and body image among Utah women. I I, I don't know a woman who doesn't struggle with this. I mean, I probably have met one, uh, but I I think the majority of women I know struggle with this on some level. Speak to me about this. Oh, we have written a a snapshot on that. It's a couple years old, but we continue to talk about that. So uh, we wrestled getting the data, and the data is really hard to get in those. But what what it has said is that we continue to be, when you look at per capita, the number of of folks and the percentages, really high compared to the nation uh, in terms of cosmetic surgery, specifically elected, uh, elective surgery in the state of Utah. Um, and one of the trends that we've seen and some researchers have picked up that we actually are uh, increasing in parents giving boob jobs for high school graduation gifts to their daughters. Um, and so there's... This, this uh, is just making me sad. I know, really. Oh, no, there's some interesting issues. And fascinating, uh, and this is this data is from a few years old. Uh, like I said, we've tried to get data from all sources. When you, I guess... 
somebody keeps track of internet searches coming out of states. And we have incredibly high internet searches for breast augmentation, for beauty products, for things like eyelashes, you know, fake eyelashes and different things. We're so far above. And and one other quick thing is um, we have a wonderful new dean for the the BYU's Marriott School. And one of the things, maybe she won't appreciate me saying this, but one of the things I actually asked her, what have you noticed? And she said, I am just so shocked at how much makeup um, the students here wear. Mm. And I said, that's real consistent with our state. She's like, at Harvard and other institutions, the girls just put their, young women put their hair up in a <laughs> ponytail. So there's some interesting <laughs> dynamics here that, that we don't totally understand. Uh, but I am to the point where we've got to figure this out because it's all connected to body image. Mm -hmm. And not all cosmetic surgery is a negative thing, I have to say. I mean, it's a real blessing for a lot of people. But there is a connection between body image and cosmetic surgery. Mm -hmm. And if we're always feeling like we need to change, we've talked about this before. Even those small comments. That's pain. Well, even those small comments from mothers, I didn't understand this when I was younger, that they say, oh, I need to lose five pounds in front of their little girls. The girls, by the age of eight to ten, will start saying, I, I don't need to, I want, I've got to lose weight. I've heard I've young girls to, say that. Yeah. Speak to me, Lisa. Yeah, I deal with that a lot on the <laughs> high school campus, uh, um, especially being involved in uh, in athletics. You can see it um, in my particular field in athletic training. We have a significant amount of training uh, in eating disorders. I mean, we have something called the female athlete triad that we have to teach them about, uh, meaning a susceptibility uh, towards injury and long-term consequence based off of certain things uh, that the female athletes do. So, um, and I know it's getting worse. You know, she talks about these graduation gifts. I've been seeing that go on for a long time. Um, and there's a part of me that feels like we are stuck somewhere between the Western, more casual lifestyle and something uh, because of the high, highly educated population in Utah that we need to look the part. Um, I also think just the culture in general, uh, the, you know. Perfectionism. Perfectionism, mm-hmm. getting married at a younger age, looking for a spouse, competing uh, in, in a lot of things, um, I think is, is, is part of it. And then you got the flip side, though, that I, I, I don't want to see him go down the other path and say, hey, nothing matters. You know, I, I, can, I can be obese. I can be unhealthy. I, and so I, I feel like we're seeing one or the other, and I think we need to bring it back to center. Mm-hmm. Speak to me about this, Natalie. Oh, well, I mean, I'll go so far as to say it's a form of discrimination, you know, that uh, women are held to these standards in their personal appearance. Uh, I don't know if the other ladies see it that strongly, but I'm going to put a political lens on it. I I watched uh, Hillary Clinton, Senator Clinton, when she ran for president. And, you know, she looked like a million bucks every time you saw her. I'm just, just take a breather here, right? You know, for how old she was and how her hair was groomed and her out. And I don't know this, but I would guess that she traveled with a stylist everywhere she went. I I bet she did. And I guarantee you that the other uh, candidate did not. And the male candidates do not. You know, they may have someone that says, you know, wear this suit and tie, but it's not about your makeup. It's not about your hair so That's much. That's annoying. Well, it is to me because while the woman is getting her hair blown dry and everything, the male is studying the issues. Just, just discrimination. So we're held to di- women. I, I have a 
a whole uh, book that I'm a, city, a series editor of the, that was on media and women. It talks about some of these issues. And no matter what, women are held to different standards. And it's really unfortunate. Um, and unless women do what you're talking about, Natalie, they get hit, hit, hit with with you don't look right yeah. instead of the issues. Poli- mean and political cartoons. Right. You just have right. to somehow blend in so people don't notice. So you're good enough, you know, so... You, you know, to or else they'll just the media will just they'll uh, be distracted yeah, by yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. We'll take a break and be back with my guests here on a woman's be back in just a moment. Mm-hmm. 